Merry almost Christmas, one and all. It's almost time to gather up the family, sit around with eggnogs in hand, and try to avoid talking about anything related to Donald Trump, COVID-19, or to jab or not to jab. Now that is the question no one wants to talk about. Just leave it to AOC and her comrades. Let me explain. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, almost, to you and yours. I am in a cheery mood, and I want you to be as well. So today, we are going to have a few laughs at the expense of the comrades, since our new cycle will make you either cry or laugh, and I'm an optimist. Let's begin with the biggest joke out there. You know, I, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart, and he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I'm sorry. I correct myself. Joe is the biggest liar out there. Problem is, Joey, that your math doesn't add up because other smarter people can do simple math. We know that Joe's uncle passed away in 1999 and Joe's dad died in 2002. Joey did not become vice president until 2009. So it's okay. We just have these little Grinches out there all over this country living out lies and making our lives more difficult than they should be. Like this old gem from last year. I don't want to hear or see the Republican Party talk about blue lives ever again. This was never about safety for them. It was always a slogan. Because if they actually cared about rule of law, they would speak up when people break the law. They would speak up. They would enforce fairness and equity, but they don't give a damn about the law. They don't give a damn about order. They don't give a damn about, about safety. They give a damn about white supremacy. They care about preserving the social order and the mythology of whiteness than the, than the grandeur of our democracy. That's what they care about. They lust for power more then they care about democracy. You'd think that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was talking about Joe's continual lies, but no, no. That was her reaction to the whole January 6th debacle and continues to be her mantra always and forever. She doesn't care about anything you may care about. She's just always showing how much she hates all of us who do not like her proposals of turning a once great nation into the pits of hell that she aspires to rule. But hey, if you want a good gag gift for Christmas, give your friends or family members a ticket to her flop of a documentary. To the end. Aptly named since no one is staying until the end. In fact, no one showed up for the beginning. According to Box Office Mojo, the movie was in 120 theaters on its opening weekend and made $9,667. Maybe 1,000 people wasted their time with being yelled at about climate change, or maybe they were just looking for a good place to take a nap for a few hours. Which brings me to today's question. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Because I know it's not AOC's awful idea of what people want to watch, no matter the time of year. Let me know your thoughts in the comments and then share this video. Let's see if we can get more views on this video than hers.
I mean, I know it won't take that much. So, seriously, her movie flopped harder than any player at this year's World Cup. And that's saying something. But in case you want to get a taste of this awfulness. Fighting for change politically requires faith. We are building an army of young people to stop the climate crisis and create millions of good jobs for our generation. Everyone wants to talk about this dispassionately, but this is the world that I will raise my kids in. The more centrist wing is arguing that they want to maintain the status quo. Ain't nobody gonna keep us down. This is going to be the moonshot of our generation. Ooh, intriguing. Except not. What is intriguing is that AOC is under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. Stay tuned in 2023 to find out more about that one. And on that note, people could have spent money going to see the ending of The Haunting on Broadway, which you wish was the end of Hillary Clinton, but it was just her saying she was going to see Phantom of the Opera. For as bad as my generation is, when you put Hillary, Joe, Chuck, Elizabeth, and Nancy up against them, it's pretty even. That is until all of the stories come out this time of year showing that millennials and Gen Z are not working at all. In fact, they will call in sick at the thought of a cold. According to a study by Zycam, Gen Z and millennials were the most likely generations to stay home from work if they were sick. 36 and 45% respectively. And then there's everyone out there just trying to do anything to avoid getting sick. If there's one thing that the Nancy's, Joe's, Hillary's, Chuck's, and Elizabeth's won't do, it's leave. They are all going to die while in office or trying to get in office, Hillary. They just won't leave. My generation is reportedly never leaving home, but we can't get the should have left office 20 years ago people to just stay home. I get that half of young adults are living at home and spending all their money on being luxurious. They all grew up being treated with Starbucks and taking their selfies on Apple products. And that's why you are all going to be treated with this clip of students from Dartmouth. Yes, Ivy League Dartmouth whining to the skies about how oppressed they are and the demands they have about getting paid up to $27 per hour to be a barista at the school coffee shop. What we, what we are all asking for here is a chance to be a student first and a worker second. To be a student first and a worker second. To have the time to enjoy myself and my friends. To have the time to at least pretend to do my readings. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll still procrastinate, but at least I won't have a, I won't have to commit to 16 hours a week just to pay my basic bills. I want to be able to meaningfully participate in the clubs that I'm a part of, to be able to join more, to expand. Like, that's what $21 will do. We are not going anywhere. We are not taking a step back. We have tasted power. We have experienced what it means to live for ourselves and not for others. We now know what it means to live a life free of servitude, and we have no intention of going back. To those students and to those administrators, and regarding our demands today, I believe you have misheard us. We are not asking for $21 per hour. We are demanding it. Are you kidding me? We, we are demanding it. We, we deserve it. And the simple fact that 16 hours a week 
It's just, we shouldn't have to work more than 16 hours a week to pay for our rent and then procrastinate and do everything we can to, you know, hang out with our friends and not actually do our schoolwork because, you know, college isn't about doing schoolwork and, and bettering ourselves educationally. It's all about just hanging out with our friends. <sighs> this group of misfit toys wants to be given $27 up to per hour for the night shift for making lattes. They also demand the removal of an unreliable espresso machine, free meals for workers, and schedules, that's at 16 hours, that better fit their lives as students. Please, I beg you, leave a comment about your thought, thoughts on all of it. I need a solid laugh. Especially after it was announced that our creeper-in-chief decided to trade one man who hates America to a country who hates America for an American who hates America. Brittany Griner was released from a Russian prison so she could come back to the country she hates to play basketball that no one watches. As the joke has been made, it was the first WNBA trade anyone ever cared to hear about. And you know, we've become the butt of jokes around the world, which naturally leads me to talk about Pete Buttigieg, who was the mayor of a small town to medium city in Indiana and ran a failed campaign to become president of the United States. But he's gay, so that made him qualified to be the secretary of transportation in the Biden administration. Remember that he is so qualified that he took two months off of work for paternity leave while we were in the middle of a supply chain shipping crisis with hundreds of cargo ships just floating out there in the Pacific and nobody even noticed his absence. Which makes perfect sense now that we just found out he also was completely absent during the threatened rail strike at the end of August. He was vacationing in Porto, Portugal just days before Amtrak started to cancel trips with an impending strike coming. Senator Josh Hawley hit the nail on the head, or rather a kick in the butt, when he said that Pete Buttigieg will take paid vacation in Europe for days on end, but doesn't think rail workers should get more than one day of sick leave. If rail workers showed up for work as rarely as Buttigieg does, the country would fall apart. He ain't wrong, but that's not the focus here. Neither is the border crisis that we continue to have. Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. And that more important things, you know, also includes talking about his lovely wife in very inappropriate ways. Can tell her anything. She's got a backbone like a ramrod. <laughs> oh, she does. I just threw up my eggnog, which reminds me. If you need a mug or sweater to throw up in or on, consider visiting freedomproject.com store to get your gear with the ironic Stay Healthy America slogan. In 2023, we really need to focus on our health, which Joe Biden won't focus on for himself. Joe and company have bigger issues to worry about than actual issues to worry about. As has proven this year, 2022, it's always about January 6th because Donald Trump is still living in their minds, rent-free. Uh, we've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear, our democracy continues and remains under threat. Yes, she did just claim January 6th was as bad as the Civil War. They've been clear. And clearly, I can't take any more of this nonsense. 
I'm taking the next week off and ringing in 2023 with some good cheer. You should do the same by giving those Fs, faith, family, and friends. As a Merry Christmas present to me, please share the video and then enjoy some time with your family. Until next time, stay healthy, America.